Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. NBA Australia, it is Monday, April 11, and your 2021-2022 NBA regular season is done! It's over! So how you going? How's your weekend? Was it good? Anyway, this is NBA Australia. It is Monday, April 11th. Happy birthday to my, uh, what, second youngest brother? There you go. On your bob. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. Very chill. Uh, hanging out here in Larry Armour Studios. Just giving you the lowdown on all the all the ins and outs of an NBA season that's now done. That's right. We're in the postseason. We're post season, bro. The season has been. We are now posted, and it's all happening. So we're here ripping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave that for the nerds. Plenty of nerds out there to feed a nerd your shit on. We're just here to make it fun because it's basketball. That's it, though. The regular season's done. The play-in tournament's set. The playoff seeds are locked. Your MVP ballots are in. The scoring title's now settled. The Lakers are looking for a new coach. Let's bloody go! Woo! Weekend winners and losers today as well. The weekend, all the games are in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, we've got, what, that's not an eye for, mate, no, mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the weekend. We've got some, yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. And we've got our back take where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's Australian Player Watch. It's fascinating at the moment. Uh, we've got the Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's a uh, very broad award today <laughs> because, yeah, it's a bit chaos. So with no games tomorrow as well, uh, we'll do a quick first blush look at the playing games for uh, Wednesday and Thursday, make a quick couple of picks. But also uh, tomorrow's show will be our award show and all of our playoff series predictions, etc. should be really good. You know, all our all NBA gear, but also all the NBA Australia Awards tomorrow. Dickhead of the year, etc. It's going to be great. Either way, first we're going to get through today's show. <laughs> so let's, uh, oh, we'll also have a deli review at the end of this one, I reckon. Awesome. Let's get into it. Episode 792 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Especially for your uh, Kenny the Jet Smith getting dunked on by Chuck and Shaq for taking the day off. Uh, That was pretty fun. Enjoyed that. Uh, Also, Charles Barkley not knowing what tofu was was uh, a great moment in today. Uh, Otherwise, other news, I mean... You know, watch out for the Joe Ingles attack. That's right. His Utah Jazz former teammates. He got to hang out with them today. Wasn't that nice? So you just heard Jingles. And uh, they came and visited him in Portland, which is just beautiful. Right, though. What a weekend. Absolute chaos. We had all 30 teams playing today. And uh, we'll do it all, you know, the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the Daily. Whip around. The seedings are locked in. One through ten. It's all over. The regular season's done. Of course, we still have the playing tournament, don't we? That's right. Should be great. So, in the East, your one seed is Miami. Two, we have Boston. Three, Milwaukee. It's our gonquin for the good land. Four, we have the Philadelphia 70. One, two, three, four, five, sixes. Number five, the Toronto Raptors. Number six, the Chicago Bulls, baby. Seven, uh, your Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland. Drop all the way to 8, 9, and 10 are Atlanta and Charlotte. So, pretty tasty matchups. So, uh, well, obviously, you know, Miami uh, playing 8. That's your, uh, you know, eventual 8 seed that is what? The loser of 7, 8, and then whoever wins 9, 10? Yeah, playing whoever wins that. <laughs> Good stuff. And the same goes for Boston playing the winner of uh, the 7, 8 matchup, which is uh, either Brooklyn or Cleveland. Cleveland! You got Millie Walker versus Chicago. Bloodbath! And uh, Philly-Toronto, which is just absolutely cracking. That is going to be absolutely fascinating, Philly-Toronto. Cannot wait. And I guess uh, there's another bloke who will have to wait. 
He's not going to be playing in Toronto. That's going to be Aussie Matty T. How's that? The news popping up today that Aussie Matty T is not anti-vax, but he's our family. Have always been uh, holistic. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, so he said today, this was a decision I made a long time ago. Raised in a holistic household. Anti-vax is not a term we ever used. Grew up with Chinese medicine and naturopathic doctors. Uh, he got his first dose of the vaccine last year. Uh, thinking that it prevent him from getting and spreading the disease 100%. That says to me, Maddie isn't much for reading uh, or understanding how vaccines work. Anyway, uh, so once he found out that wasn't the case, he was treating himself, approaching it holistically. So I didn't see any benefits outweighing what I could seek from alternative medicine. Well, I don't know, Maddie. I can see a couple of benefits. Number one... Playing in the playoffs. Number two, you know, backing up your teammates. <laughs> Number three, hopefully, you know, playing for Australia down the road. Anyway, so it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Don't know what's going on there. Right, so that throws a bit of a wrench in Philly, Toronto, but we'll talk about all these matchups tomorrow in depth. Uh, in the West, we have Phoenix as your one seed. Number two are the Memphis Grizzlies. Number three, the Golden State Warriors. Hold on. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks in number four. Number five are the Utah Yaz. It's a soft J. Uh, and the Denver Nuggets in six. In seven, eight, you've got Minnesota versus the Clippers and then Pelican Spurs in the 9-10 matchup. Uh, so Phoenix versus the eight. Memphis versus the uh, winner of Minnesota Clippers, which is fascinating in both regards. And then you've got, obviously, Golden State versus Denver. Oh, boy. That's a matchup. And Dallas, Utah. And, of course, the other stuff that popped off today. Luca. Hurting his calf. Basically sort of goes up, gets a bit wonky in the air, and uh, it appears to be a calf strain. Now, the good news for the Mavericks fans is that basically it didn't seem like a horribly terrible calf strain. Uh, so with tweets, you know, it's you know not a significant injury. It's called a strained left calf, etc., etc., etc. Hopefully, look, the treatment on calves is like wildly different. It can be from three days to three weeks. You never know. Uh, but either way, it's a tricky one there for Dallas going up against Utah. And I'm fascinated to see what happens with that. At least we'll get into it in weekend winners and losers, but they do get like at least a few days off before the playoffs start because you got the play-in. So that's cool. Handy for him. Other news! The scoring title. The winner was Joel Embiid. How good was that? Uh, pretty good, <laughs> I guess. Ends up, you know, actually winning the scoring title, which is sick. Uh, averaging 30.6 points a game. Doing a great job. First foreign-born winner. First center since Shaq back in 99-2000. First center to score over 30 points a game since Moses. And the first one to do it in less than 40 minutes a game as well. Unreal. Absolutely unreal vibes. Uh, other leaders in the clubhouse, you've got the assist leader. You've got uh, Chris Paul playing 65 games and uh, throwing in a bunch of assists, which is kind of neat. Isn't it 10.8 a game? 10.3 for James Harden. Trey Young at 9.7. Uh, rebounds. I mean, who cares about these? Look like season leaders, but Ruth Gobert's this time on tower with 14.7. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. And yeah, block leader, Jaron Jackson Jr. with the 2.3. Just over Time Lord, actually, with uh, 2.2. It's pretty cool, pretty fun, pretty gnarly, pretty exciting times, I'll tell you that much. I enjoyed this. What a fun day it was, too. Uh, but either way, there's your uh, title winners. Other news, Ben Simmons. Watch out. Fox Hill, Benny. He might be back. Who knows? We got the tweet today. The optimism is that net star Ben Simmons can make his debut during his first round of the NBA playoffs as long as his progression continues in strengthening his legs and back. He's been ramping up his workload as expected to be continued doing so. He's visibly progressed from his lower back injury. There was, you know, working out on the court there in Brooklyn, usually sort of just passing the ball to Patty. And uh, off we go. Kind of like this. Speaking of Simo, changed his uh, IG profile picture to a picture of him and Patty Mills. Which I fucking love. I think the uh, facey post, wasn't it? Get yourself a mate who's like Patty Mills. It can even cure acute cases of dickheaditis. 
And uh, other news was the late breaking news just before I jumped on here. Frank Vogel. Frankie Vogues. Woj. Literally as the clock fucking ticked down on the end of the Lakers season. 9.31pm. Frank Vogel has coached his final game for the Lakers, a decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday. So, you're tweeting out a bloke's been fired, but he doesn't hasn't actually been fired. Huh, that seems like a bit of a dickhead move, doesn't it? Uh, the Lakers search is expected to be lengthy and expansive. Oh, isn't that nice? Just like your peen there, Woj. With no clear initial front runner. David Fisdale just punched a wall. Uh, Vogel led the Lakers to the 2020 NBA Championship. No shit. And assuredly will be a candidate again in the league's future head coaching cycles. AKA, I've made a horrible mistake. I need to tickle these balls. Uh, Vogel then responded to this today in the media sort of, you know, availability right after their game against the uh, Nuggets. I've been told, shit, I'm going to enjoy tonight's game. We'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Got to appreciate Frank Vogel. That's bloody good. Right. There's a lot going on. Let's wrap up all the games from the weekend, shall we? This is the last time we do a uh, full regular season wrap for this year, this season. It's pretty good. Saturday, Milwaukee destroyed Detroit 131-101. Giannis just out there cruising along, 30-13-8. He can play. Ain't no stopping. Obi Duffin at 35 against the Wizards. He had one. They won 114-92. Just a smashing. Basically, uh bit of up and down in the seedings there for the Wiz. They made the smart decision. The Knicks, can't trust them to do anything smart. Brooklyn basically won the uh, tiebreaker there against Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, to get into 7-8, uh, all Brooklyn needed to do was win today, and they did, so off they went. 118-107. Garland had 31. KD said that's neat. 36-5-5 for him. Houston pushed Toronto all the way to the end. 117-115. The Raptors hold on. Uh, Siakam at 29-12-7 and in that one. Atlanta just fell short against Miami. 113-109. No butts, no hassles. Unbelievable. Bam at 24. Trey Young had 35-8, and eight, but not enough. Charlotte, they kicked their shit out of Chicago. 133-117. Oh, boy. The Bulls. We're going to talk about them later, but damn. Not great. Uh, 25, oh, sorry, 24-5-9 and nine for LaMelo for the Hornets. Uh, Portland got absolutely belted by Dallas. 128-78. Gross. Good job, Dallas. 39-11-7 for Luka. Uh, Phoenix somehow just went out and beat Utah because they're just like, ah, fuck it, we may as well. 111 105 16-6-16 for CP3. And the Lakers finished their season on a two-game win streak, beating the Oklahoma City Thunder and then the Nuggets. What a world. 121-01, they beat the uh, Thunder. On Sunday, Philly took care of Indy. Embiid locks away the scoring title. He has 41-20 in that one. 133-120, they win. Memphis kicked their shit out of the Pelicans, 141-114. Jama Ramp back. You love to see that. Stoked, bro. Absolutely stoked, man. Uh, because anytime we get more Jama Rant, the happier I am. Uh, because he's fucking awesome. And give me some more Jama Rant. He, like, sort of just came back. He was like, oh, yeah, nah, sick, man. Uh, it's cool that these guys are good without me, but at the same time, with me, we're just kicking the fuck out of dudes. <laughs> 21 and 90 had in his return. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, Golden State, hold off San Antonio, 194. Not entirely convinced that Jock Landau, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him. Landau didn't have money on the Warriors. <laughs> he shot 1 of 10. Did our man Jock. A little bit of a tough one. Uh, Draymond nearly had a triple dub. 12, 13, and 8. The old Jason Kidd triple double. And Sacramento, 98. Lost to the Clippers, 117. And then today, 15 games. All 30 teams playing. We actually picked 9 of 15 of these, which is pretty remarkable considering no one was playing. (laughs) And also, we did that on Friday when it's like, who knows what the situations are. So go 9 and 15 is fucking awesome. And we've actually got a wrap of our uh, picks for the season right at the end of this one too. So Brooklyn held off Indy, 134-126. Kyrie was awesome. KD had a triple-double. Kyrie looked amazing though. He had 35-7-5. Indy, 1-2-3 Cancun. They could not get that game over quick enough. Charlotte, held off Washington, 124-108. Milwaukee had 115. Cleveland, that's right. Cleveland! 133. Milwaukee didn't play anybody. Drew Holiday went out there for a second. We'll talk about that again in a second, but still, good stuff. Atlanta took care of Houston, 130-114, despite Jalen Green dropping 41. Unbelievable. Boston kicked a crap out of Memphis, 139-110. Uh... 
because, yeah, I mean, we had the uh, situations where Boston, they win through, they're all good. Memphis, like, we don't care, we're resting our dudes. And Boston went out and just absolutely pummeled Memphis, resting their dudes. Uh, Toronto played a couple of their dudes for like a half. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. played a little bit more, but that was about it. The Knicks, 105, beat the Raps, 94. MSG got one last show. They enjoyed that because Obi Toppin went off and Emmanuel quickly had a triple-double. It was sick. Uh, this game was uh, not played at a high level, however. Orlando, 125, they beat Miami. Speaking of resting everybody, Victor Oladipo had 40, but they still lost Mo Bamba at 21 and 10. Philly outplayed Detroit just. Shake Milton dropped 30. Philly rested all their dudes, and they still won, 118-106. Uh, Detroit were also resting their dudes, for, which is like, they're like, yo, we're tanking even harder than you guys. Like, can you just, can you not? <laughs> like, we're going to try to not win this, dudes. And Philly like, oh, I guess we better win. Like, they played Bay. They had, like, Killian Hayes out there. But, yeah, it was uh, not much else. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what else? Who? That's right. Chicago just held on against Minnesota. They're up 20 at one point. 124-120. Uh, Patrick Williams had 35 points. A career high for Patch. Love that. San Antonio. They lost in Dallas. 131-20. Uh, Dallas obviously losing Luka to the calf injury. More of a problem than literally anything else to do with this game. The Clippers kicked the shit out of OKC, 138-88. That's an embarrassment. Uh, the Warriors smashed the Pals, 128-107. Phoenix got upset by Sacramento, 116-109. Portland got obliterated by Jingle Joe Ingles' old mates in Utah, 111-80. And then, of course, to finish off the season, we had a death struggle between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California. 146-141, we go to overtime. And the last play of your NBA regular season was a double pump reverse Mac McClung jam to salt away the Lakers' win in overtime. The Nuggets couldn't hit a shot. It was hilarious. No one was... Austin Reeves had a triple-double. Just uh, in the old DMs, someone asking me, Oi, what's Austin Reeves' nickname? I'm like, Christopher. Because <laughs> he's fucking Superman. Austin Powers threw me a freaking boon here. He is a little bit like Caruso's mini-me, but 31, 16, and 10 for Austin Reeves. Um, Austin Powers Reeves, there you go. Yeah, but the Nugs, I mean, they were starting Boogie, Bones, Austin Rivers. Uh, this was also pointing out to me that they uh, this game f- had a complete uh, and top of... Uh, they had every single Austin that was in the NBA playing in this game, which is pretty neat. You got Austin Rivers, Austin Reeves, just like the uh, way the Jazz have all of the Rudies. They've just completely bogarted them. So, and there you go. So with that jam, that was it. That was the end of the regular season. So we better do a weekend winners and losers, huh? How's that sound? Oh my god, I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is. Me, me, Ken, Ken Brockman. Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know the news. Weekend winners. Final regular season for 21-22. Your weekend winners are Joel Embiid, because I don't think he's going to win MVP. But at least he won the scoring title, I guess. I mean, in terms of consolation prizes, it's not great, but it's not nothing. <laughs> so... And it's like one of those things. So we'll talk about MVP on tomorrow's show. But as a bit of a taste, like I'd argue that if his teammates hadn't been a either too cowardly to play for the first half of the season or B, too party well, to play any of the season, really, if you're talking Simo, or B, too partied out to pay attention and play any good, MB probably had a better case at MVP. Like he was right there for most of this season, had hard and just sort of helped, had Simmons done anything. It's like conversely what you'd think from MVP, right? Like Embiid was kind of doing it all. That's why he was the MVP. But at the same time, if he has a little bit of extra help, maybe it'd freeze himself, freeze him up a little bit more just to be just that even bit better. But nope, they were kind of shit. Anyway, Embiid's a big winner. They are also losers. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the Bucks, their weekend winners, because they land in the three seed. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. They get Chicago, who, look, they're just like looking at Chicago going, mm, mm, give me that. 
<laughs> Please, sir, may just uh, you can just serve that up for me. I feel pretty good. Thanks, thanks, guys. You know, like holy moly. So it's a uh, fascinating setup, I reckon, for the uh, Bucks because they're just looking at Chicago, just going barbecue chicken, barbecue chicken. You get Chicago in the first round. Then you've also maybe, look, if Brooklyn win through that seven seed uh, play-in and they have to go up against Boston, maybe then you've got Boston or Brooklyn who have just bashed each other for seven games and then you play them. Away you go. I absolutely love this spot for the Bucs. Uh, we'll talk about it again tomorrow, but damn, they are definitely weekend winners. Uh, just, you know, cruised and absolutely nailed it on the head. Pretty good. Like that. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, Drew Holiday, because he started today. So he got 67 games played. And because of that, he played eight seconds. He fouled and then he fucked off. You might ask Jimmy, why did he do that? Well, to play 67 games, he got a $306,000 bonus. <laughs> Secure the bag, Drew. I love it. Yeah, good stuff. Other weekend winners, Boston. Look. Sure, I don't like a matchup against, uh, say, Brooklyn win the 7-8 matchup. You'd much rather be playing uh, Cleveland if you're uh, Boston, obviously, because it's Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, but at the same time, I respect the hell out of winning out when you could have just rolled out, rolled over, lost the game today, dropped the four. But the basketball gods will reward them for this, right? It's like, nah, you've got to have the stones. You've got to throw that hog on the table and go, fuck it. We'll play who we got to play. If they bleed, they die. Uh, so off you go, Boston. I'm excited. Good on him. A Brooklyn-Boston series would be absolutely off the chain. I'd love to see it. Detroit basketball. Jimmy, but Detroit barely won any games. Yep, they managed to expertly navigate their tank down the stretch. They stayed within the first three records, so they have the same number one odds as the uh, Rockets and Orlando, uh, which is very smart because it was right there up in the air, and the Sixers today just like, nah, fuck it. We'll rest in beat and harden. And the Pistons are like, oh, shit, we're going to out-tank these guys? God damn. Anyway, uh, so good job by them. And, like, for all the tanking teams, this has been one of the tankiest of tanks that you'll ever tank, 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 right? Like, Indy and Portland. Uh, like, Indy lost 10 straight. Portland have lost 11 straight. OKC were just shutting. It. They're playing a fucking bunch of G-leaguers. There's literally the Oklahoma City blue. The Portland, uh, Portland you know, tr- timber trailblazers. God damn. Good job by all of them. Yeah, I hope that fostered a great sense of camaraderie in your fans and the rest of your team. Gross. Anyway, but well done, Detroit. The Grizzlies are weekend winners because they got Ja Morant back because uh, that's a win. They also get, you know, a big chunk of time off before they take on Minnesota or the Clippers. And it's like one of those things about being in the one or two seed. You don't know who you're going to be playing, so you don't get as much uh, prep time. But at the same time, you do get more, like, time off because you got to wait for the play-in tournament to actually kick in before you play. So that's pretty good, bruh. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, you'll take that, right? Because Memphis, I mean, it's a bit tricky. Memphis, they do have, like, the second earliest start still. But, I mean, the team they'll be playing will be coming right off the play-in. So, anyway, good job, Memphis. Uh, the Blazers, after all that, speaking of the tanking, they'll take the six-worth record. That's not bloody bad. Good job. Toronto are weekend winners. I think they landed a matchup. They're, they're sitting there just rubbing their hands about and going, oh, fucking Philly, man. That's sick. I think Toronto would have looked at Milwaukee gone shit. I think they would have looked at Boston and gone, oh, maybe. But Philly, they're like, yeah, baby. Let's go. Especially that Matty T up there in Toronto. Back her up, boys. Other winners, the East. They've gone and done it. Seriously, unbelievable. 3-0 today. That means the East has finished with a winning record against the Western Conference for just the second time in the last 23 years, which is chaos. And also, I believe, what, the first time since, like, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, unbelievable. That's so good. Good job, East. The Eastern Conference. Uh, And the last two, oh, last three, actually, Frank Vogel. He's a weekend winner. He now gets paid to not coach the Lakers next year. I mean, I could do that. If the Lakers want to pay me not to coach them, That's that sounds good. <laughs> but also, I mean, you might look at him like, oh, Jimmy's a weekend loser. He got told he got fired by a fucking tweet from Woj when the Lakers 
haven't even made a decision or spoken to him about it. It's like, yeah, it's going to make Mad Monday a bit bit weird. <laughs> but at the same time, I think he still comes out ahead without having to coach this horrible, old, crummy Lakers team next year and get paid to not do it. Uh, last two, the play-in. Uh, I think it's a weekend winner because we had so many teams that are still jostling on literally the last day of the season. This barely ever happened. You might remember three, four years ago. We had like the win and get in sort of games. Like, yes, this is sick. Today, it wasn't quite win and get in, but it was close where you've still got heaps of matchups right up in the air. 30 teams all playing at once. That was sick. And like the last one is us. We are the weekend winners because this playoff setup looks fucking awesome. And we don't have to talk about the Lakers for another two months. They've already fired Vogel. So it's like, what else? Oh, man, we're just talking about Russell Westbrook. Nah, there's actually good basketball going on. Love it. All right, let's do some losers. Oh, jeez. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Loser. Loser, the Warriors. Oh, but Jimmy, they got the three seed. Yeah, I kind of don't like it. They're still without Steph Curry. Might not have him back for the start of the playoffs. They stay in the three in the three seed. Look, I think they may have looked and gone, yeah, nah, that's fine. We'll take our chances with the Nuggets rather than like a team that, even though Utah are more than happy to shit away a lead and crap the bed in just vociferous fashion day in, day out. Uh, they are mostly healthy, <laughs> whereas the Nuggets, still without their other, well, their next two best players after Joker. But, I mean, without Jamal, without MPJ, but it's still going to suck for the Warriors, I think, no matter what. But, yeah, the more the loser vibe was the news about Steph Curry. It's like, oh, he might not be ready to go. It's like, yeah, shit, that's not great. Speaking of which, Dallas uh, playing Luka in this game today, and then, boom, pow, calf strain. As mentioned, uh, they do at least get a little bit of time off, but they're also weekend losers because their game is literally the first game of the playoffs after the play-in. So they've got the 3 a.m. game our Sunday time. So he's got less than a week, whereas some other teams obviously don't kick off until uh, after that. So a bit of a tough one, a bit of a tough one there. So we'll see what happens, but oof, bit of a ribbon. Anyway, uh, so they're pretty... Look, hopefully it's not that bad, right? The uh, calf strain. And you know that calf strain can be, as I mentioned, anywhere between three days to three weeks. If it's a two-week sort of injury, you know, fingers crossed kind of vibe, you miss, what, three games, four games? But Dallas are also, like, losers just because, obviously, they lose Luca. They do have Jalen Brunson. They do have Spencer Dinwiddie. But, oof. I mean, if they had have gotten the three seed, you'd, without Luca, they'd go up against the Joker and the Nuggets. You'd feel a little bit better than them actually going up against a uh, Jazz team that is very always just wanting to shit right down its leg. But the Mavs, oh, it's just tough without Luca. So that's a real weekend loser vibe. But hopefully he's he's back soon, and hopefully it's all good. The Bulls, oh God, the Bulls, weekend losers after all that. After the season that they had, the surprise packet of the season, they're the sixth seed. Uh, after all the hype and the hope, they were the one seed for a bit. Same old Bulls. No, nah, look, uh, the injuries fucked them, and it sucks. Because when the Bulls are, like, good, this team was fun as shit. Unfortunately, though, if you can't beat any good teams, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, and that's how you end up a six seed. But, like, seriously, injuries fucked them. Once DeMar cooled off a little bit from his insane uh, February, what did he average, like 35 points for the entire month, uh, they did struggle. Um, and then they're real weekend losers because they get slugged with Milwaukee, like which feels like 100% the worst matchup they could have hoped for. And you're like, oh, God. That's Drew Holiday just going, oh, yeah, see that uh, little Zacky Cakes Adam Levine over there? I'm just going to eat him up. <laughs> it's just... You get to throw midi anywhere you want. You've just got length everywhere. It's just a tough one for the Bulls. Uh, same vibe goes for Philly. I think of the teams most well-equipped to play Toronto, sure, the Toronto center rotation isn't uh, terrifying or scary. And Embiid should eat, but that's the problem. The rest of the dudes on Toronto are going to shut the fuck down. The rest of those sixes scorers between Tobias Harris... 
Batman who feel clan. James Harden and uh, yeah, Tyrese Maxey. You as the Raptors get to roll out there with Fred Van Vliet, Gary Vog, Pascal Sikamsiakam. Oh, that's a great way to slow down the Sixers and. Uh, yeah, the Sixers are not going to like that. But either way, uh, Cleveland, obviously, big weekend losers. Cleveland! Uh, same vibes as the Bulls, right? Like hype and hope and bang, injuries fucked them. Slip all the way down to the eight seed, get to the plane against Brooklyn. Not even hosting Brooklyn. You now have to go to Brooklyn in the plane. So you're playing on the road. Definitely weekend losers. But at the same time, a lot of this has found money for Cleveland this year. Like, you lose Colin Sexton, you lose Ricky Tiki Tata, Rupi, oh, and you discover a diamond right there in Darius Garland. Evan Mobley might win Rookie of the Year still. He shouldn't, uh, but he might. Jared Allen, go the throw, has been an absolute like lightning rod. Kevin Love discovered you know that he can still play basketball. Isaac Okoro's unreal. They're just handy. They're kind of fun. It's just that the gluttony of injuries. They've got my sweet baby carrots. I love it, but... Yeah, the gluttony of injuries just fucked them. The Kings, 30 and 52. Just another fucking year of mediocrity. Just another hilarious case of ineptitude year in, year out. Just imagine if you're a Kings fan. Ugh. At this point, you're going to be like, ah, oh, great. Vivek saved my fuck. Why didn't they just move to Seattle? Shit. <laughs> uh, other weekend losers, Rusty Westbrook. Yep, it's already started. You heard it popping off over the over the weekend. Even going into the weekend, oh, you might get traded to Charlotte. Everyone's like, that's the... What? That makes zero fucking sense. But, you know, the talk is already like, oh, he might get... They might have to wave him and stretch him if they can't trade the guy. It's like, oh, God, this is... Uh, I mean, he's going to end up traded back to Houston or Orlando or something equally fucking horrible and... Not great if you're rusty. And uh, LeBron James is a bit of a weekend loser. What's he going to do? He's not in the spotlight for a week or so. Might like kill a drifter on TikTok or something. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Kill a drifter Wednesday. <laughs> What's he doing? Did LeBron just kill a guy? Anyway, but no, it's a tough one. Like The Lakers are just looking. Everybody's dunking on them today. Absolute clown car franchise to have Woj basically fire your coach for you before you even have a chance to fucking sit down with the dude even after the season's finished. Like... A half-decent fucking franchise is sitting there going, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, nah, look, we won't make any decisions till you know, we've sat down and talked it out with uh, Vogues. And obviously, you know you're going to fire him because this is Frank Vogel is fired. <gasps> Crank it up. Great dare of history. Oh, duh! Of course Frank Vogel's going to get fired, but yeah, got to fucking show him. The dude coached you to a title two years ago you got to show him a little bit of fucking respect. That is just a shit show. So blow it out your ass, Lakers. All right. Uh, from the weekend's performances, let's do an NBA Australia pre performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, Kevin Durant's uh, triple dub today was pretty good. 2010-16. Embiid uh, locking away the scoring title. 41 points, 20 rebounds, 4 assists. He was awesome. And that's probably going to get it because he shot 14 of 17 from the floor, 2 of 2 from downtown, 11 of 15 of the stripe. Absolutely lit it up. And then Austin Reeves went, hang on a second, Jimmy, hold my fucking beer. That's right, Austin Powers himself. Can you draw me a freaking bone here? The Alex Caruso mini-me himself just went, all right, that's it, I've had enough. Let's fucking roll these pricks. And uh, went out there, led the Lakers to a big win. A big win with a huge triple-double. He was sick. Absolute scenes. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I'm just here for the Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Christopher, a.k.a. Superman. Uh, Just hook this to my veins. Because, meanwhile, Austin Reeves out there throwing down a triple-double. It's absolute chaos. Frank Vogel's getting fired before, like, he's even left the fucking court. (laughs) And Mac McClung's dunking, like, double pump, fucking reverse dunking the end of the season. Absolutely amazing. So 31, 16, and 10 in the comeback win today for the Lakers. Austin Reeves, unbelievable. Joel Embiid with a 40-20. Jesus. Take your pick. I enjoyed uh, Kevin Durant's playmaking down the stretch against the Pacers as well. It was pretty big. They needed that too. So good stuff, everybody. 
Wick Oladipo with his 40. That was pretty sick. Jalen Green's 41 as well. Uh, just awesome stuff. And look, not to be outdone, Jason Tatum today for the Celtics was absolutely on fire and just like made sure that that game was done basically by halftime. He had 26 in the first half, so good shit. Uh, who was Spud of the weekend? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Alec Burks uh, went one for nine for the Nick Buckers against the Wizards. One of six from downtown. THT. He's dynamite. Shot four of 16 for the Lakers uh, in their win over OKC. It's like, Talon, what is going on? Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Pretty fun times. Two of 10 for the Yaz in their loss to the Suns. Keon Johnson shot three of 13. Keon, mate. When Portland got absolutely battered, Jordan Poole, in between Draymond campaigning for him to be most improved, shot 3 of 19 and 1 of 11 from downtown. That is just brutal. Uh, and of course, as mentioned earlier, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau. 1 of 10, shooting Jock, mate. 1 of 6 from 3. He did have a good laugh about it on IG, though. I enjoyed that. Uh, today, we had 1 of 11 from Jevion Carter, 2 of 11 from Evan, don't Google me, Fournier. Corkmaz went 2 of 10. Xavier Tillman went 2 of 10. Oma Yurtseven, 3 of 14 for the big man. Love that. And Miles Bridges, 3 of 12, 4 of 14, shooting for Malachi Flynn. KD, he had to go into playmaker mode. I love it. Have you heard anybody say, oh, nah, man, he's gone into playmaker mode now? Ever since Kobe retired, have we had like a scorer that... As soon as they start passing the ball, everyone jacks off. Oh, he's gone into playmaking mode! As much as everyone did when Kobe did. Meanwhile, fucking your man KD just goes out and drops, what, 16 assists today. Gets a triple-double. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Playmaking mode. Love it. Uh, but, yeah, it's because he was shooting 5 of 17. Josh Pacey Jackson, Sacramento getting belted. He stepped up. When needed, a hero comes along. He and Elijah Hughes both went... <laughs> They went 311. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? A couple of here. Emmanuel quickly hit the ground pretty bloody hard in that Knicks game and no one came to pick him up. He's like he could no one even came near him for him to pass the ball off the ground. They had to call a timeout. Emmanuel Quick is like what, what are you idiots doing? <laughs> it's like right in front of the bench as well. Definitely some old mate no mates there. It just shows you the uh, just the level of camaraderie there for those Knicks. He and uh, Obi Toppin, though. I love them. Uh, Pat Bev getting tossed in the last game by a uh, sooking ref. The ref looked absolutely crestfallen. There's just meme vibes coming off him. Uh, Pat Bev just calling him trash the entire time. But, I mean, it's Pat Bev doing a lot of yapping. But obviously, the old mate no-mates is very clearly Frank Vogel in that Laker organization. That was just fucking savage. I mean, just imagine being fired by Woj. <laughs> this fucking dork with fucking big old glasses a big spud head. All I do is break news, man. And yeah, you fired a dude. Good on you, Woj, you dick. Anyway, so poor Frank Vogel. Look, Far be from me to have any sort of, uh, I don't know, sympathy for Lakers, Lakers fans, the Lakers organization. That's a clown car franchise to fucking shit can their coach on Twitter before you've had a chance to tell him yourselves, you fucking morons. That is definitely some old mate no mates. Frank Vogues, mate, you want him a title? I'd be fucking pissed. Pantsing of the night. A couple of great ones. Thunder, uh, Georges Kalatsakis. Um, absolutely fucking cooked a dunk. Literally no one coming after him. He's had time to size it up. They've given up. It's a, you know, he's out there on a fast break, literally by himself. He slows down, he goes up to dunk it and throws the ball. It's like, ah, Georges, Georges, what are you doing, mate? How big are your hands? (laughs) I enjoyed Jake Layman as well today. uh, There was a, uh, he actually, layman laid up a uh, missed Patch Williams free throw uh, for the Bulls. So Patch Williams on the Bulls, missed the free throw. Layman taps it up and in. <laughs> Jake, 
<laughs> what are you doing? That's a pantsing. And, of course, Mac McClung pantsing the Nuggets at the end of that game just to finish off the uh, entire season for everybody with a reverse double pump overtime jam. That was uh, a bit of a pantsing. I mean, just if you're a Nuggets player, you're just like looking at this going, oh, well, that's a kick in the nuts before the playoffs. We just got beaten by a Lakers B squad, which is usually the Lakers squad. But this is the Lakers D A I don't know D E F G H what the N O P Q squad yeah about there Austin Reeves is dropping a triple double on you Mac McClung is dunking on you and you lose oh it's a bloody rough one I'll tell you La what have we got better than Lonzo Ball Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Lonzo, you might remember he was on the Lakers once. Uh, Lonzo Ball triple doubles as a Laker. I mean, he had, he, uh, had three, but, you know, at the same time. Austin Reeves. Austin Powers Reeves. Christopher over here just dropped a massive one. Jalen Green, 41 points today. Also another number two pick. 14 to 26 shooting he did. First rookie for the Rockets to have a 40-point game since it came. Not bloody bad. But today, Ben Lonzo Ball, it's going to be a couple of Knicks. The Obi and IQ show. How good was this? Obi Toppin having 42, 10, and 3. Backing up a 35-point game the other day. I fucking, if you listen to this show on the reg, you know I love a bit of uh, Ain't No Stopping, OB Topping, because he's awesome. And it's just a huge indictment on uh, your man Tibbs, because shit, has he not played OB at all this year? You've got Julius Randle, I get it, but Taj Gibson should not be getting out there in front of OB Topping. Uh, so he ends up with 42, 10, and 3 today, 16, and 28, shooting 6 of 14 from downtown. Amazing stuff. And meanwhile, his buddy, Emmanuel Quickly, aka IQ, Triple-double, 34, 10 and 12. Let him rip. Madison Square Garden at least spent this year starting off the season beating the Celtics. Feeling good about themselves. They finish off the season squeaking past a uh, Raptors D squad. <laughs> and Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly shredding it to a tune of a triple-double in a 42-10-3 game. So they're going to come out of this season going, nah, we're right there. <laughs> That's great. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, I mean, this is going to be a two for Matty T. Look, Aussie Matty T, I get the arguments. Uh, I understand his holistic approach. That's fine. But at the same time, I think when you're a professional athlete, you are making decisions not just for you, but for your team, your teammates, your fans, your franchise, all this sort of stuff. Uh if you take a dose and you don't have any adverse effects and then you're like, oh, but it doesn't stop me from catching it or spreading it. No, but it lessens the chances. Oh, I don't care. Meanwhile, not getting it also means that you're letting down your team and your fans and your franchise, your teammates, because you can't go to Toronto. That's I love him dearly. I love Aussie Matty T so much. But that decision tree is absolute dickhead territory. <laughs> And, of course, I mentioned this one earlier, but Woj, absolute dickhead of the week. And the Lakers organization, just as a franchise, dickheads of the week. Frank Vogel won the 2020 NBA title. (laughs) It's 2022, and they're firing him on fucking Twitter. And I did like that uh, Robert Horry and uh, James Worthy, after the game, were on the Lakers broadcast, is going, what the fuck? That is... Bullshit. And it's like, yeah, it really is. It's a horrible showing by Woj for having to be first. At some point, you're like, oh, well, he's got to break news. It's like, if they haven't told him, <laughs> we've made the decision to fire him. All right, cool. Do you want to go, you know, give them a chance to tell him? You prick? Fuck. And the Lakers for letting that get out there. Oh, nah, but like, can't Jimmy, like, He's, he's a newsbreaker. He's yeah. The Lakers organization should be fucking better and just sit Frank down before anything gets out to watch. What are we doing here? That's horrible. So there you go. Plenty of tickets to choose from there. All right, let's do some yeah nahs. Right after this. 
This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. That's right. Go get your merch. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, get it. Uh, you just go to the NBA Australia Shop, which you can click on through the socials. Uh, you can go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Whatever you need to do, just go get a T-shirt, get a hoodie, get right around it. Support your favorite daily Australian NBA show, a.k.a. this one, NBA Australia. With some sick merch. The t-shirts are fucking great, so are the hoodies, so go check it out. Right, let's do some yeah nahs. Number one, after all this drama, do you expect this playoff series to go chalk, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, fuck no. There is, I think, just the sheer, the sheer changeability of uh, some of those, the standings. I mean, Miami being a one seed, I feel okay about. But... Milwaukee at three, sure, but Toronto, Philly, Boston, whoever they play, Dallas, Utah, Golden State, Denver, I think we could be just topsy-turvy all the way. Like You could easily see the Clippers like giving Memphis a run for their money. Who knows what could happen? Same with Minnesota. Like Holy shit. So I think it's all up in the air. And I am wildly, wildly excited about this playoffs. Like, there's The variability, I think, in this year's playoffs is probably higher than just about any other time I can remember because you don't have, I mean, while you've probably got like a uh, very clear set of tiers in each conference, there's not just the sheer fuck you ability of some of the uh, previous years. So it's pretty exciting. Like even like last year, uh, where Milwaukee sort of get out, uh, having squeaked by Brooklyn, etc. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think this is all up in the air. And it's exciting as shit. Did Patty Mills just save Ben Simmons' career? Yeah, nah. Nah, probably not his career. I think his career still would have been a good chance to be all right. But I'd argue Patty Mills being there in Brooklyn has 100% inspired Ben Simmons to try to get back on the court this season, lighting a fire under his ass and having Patty there may indeed just push Simo to greater heights than we might have expected. I'm just saying. I was hoping for the Patty Mills effect. The fact that it appears to be actually taking place makes me fucking stoked. Not just because there's a World Cup next year and an Olympics the year after, but goddamn, just give me a non-dickhead version of Simo. That's all I want. And if Patty Mills can make that happen... Watch out. I love it. Uh, I Am Matty S has a great one as well. Yeah, nah, at NBA Australia, they should create a rule that tanking teams should have to win games against each other to improve their lottery odds after 60 or so games. Yeah, nah, yeah. So tanking this year, I think because of the excitement and the airtime that a team like the Lakers take up, right, like, it sort of took the onus and the focus away from the teams that were really tanking. And as I mentioned, there were some fucking horrible ones, right? You saw, as I mentioned, what? India lost 10 straight. There was like 11 straight for Portland. They're out there just running around with G-Leaguers in OKC. Like, it was pretty fucking horrible. It was weirdly boyo, though, because, like, Houston was still playing their young dudes. So were Detroit and so were Orlando. Like, they're the three worst. Like, they've actually built up a little bit of... Uh, they, you know, they had a bit of space between them, so they could do that down the stretch. But this, what Maddie's talking about is, like, I think there needs to be a tipping point where once you're officially eliminated from playoff contention, uh, losses don't count in your lottery odds favor. Or we need to have, like, a sort of inbuilt mini tournament where if you beat the other teams, they basically it improves your lottery chances, essentially. I think they're basically to eliminate this sort of horrible fucking tanking down the stretch and ruining 
Uh, season ticket holders, like, fucking last two months of their season. Uh, just casual fans who want to go see a game and they end up watching just absolute junk. Like, there's an idea for Adam Silver. Like, the losses are not going to count in your lottery odds favours, but your wins, once you're officially eliminated, might. You know? There's definitely a system that we could uh, figure out there, and I reckon I'll spend a bit of time trying to figure that out. That's a good one for tomorrow. Unpopular opinion of the day, but that was a great one from Maddie's and Maddie S. Yeah. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Unpopular opinion of the day. The playing should still like it's great. I love it, but I've always been the proponent of the seven through twelve and turn it in, turn it into an actual tournament. Seven eight get the buy. Nine plays twelve. The winner plays eight. Ten eleven. They play off. The winner plays seven. And the winners of all those play each other for the seven eight seats. Off we go. Boom. Fucking love it. Make it an actual tournament, bruh. Let's go. Let's go. I hate this. Oh, it's a playing tournament. It's, no, it's fucking three days. <laughs> There's like, we need more single illumination games. That's how it's going to go. What are you doing? All right. Uh, finally, a bit of Outback Takeouts. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. On the weekend, just caught a possum up in the tree, chucked it over a spit, and now you got possum skewers. Only at Outback. Tastes real fucking gamey, but it's better than nothing. As an Aussie tizer. It goes great with a flame grilled take, and today's flame grilled take is if Kevin Durant didn't get injured, he'd be MVP, and the Nets would be the East number one seed. Only at Outback. Here's another one. If the Lakers hadn't been so fucking stuck up and prissy about playing all their stupid shit old veterans and played young dudes like THT and Austin Reeves more, they'd be in the play-in tournament. Only at Outback. I half believe that one. You replace all the minutes that Trevor Reeves have played this year with more Reeves and THT, and they aren't as bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We are going to wrap everybody's season, I think, tomorrow as well. So we might do like an end-of-year power rankings and uh, talk about where people went right, went wrong, etc., as well as the playoff previews and the awards. So that'll be fun, won't it? Uh, right, let's do a quick break. We'll be back with Australian Play Watch after this. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, busy weekend for the Australians. That's right, the Aussies in action over the weekend. Paddy Thrills in that win over Cleveland. Uh, eight points, one assist, two of five shooting, all of which are from downtown. He also hit two or three uh, free throws. And then today against Indy, he had eight points a game with two rebounds and two assists. Went three or six from the floor and two of five from downtown. So, look, after he had his big five of seven breakout game three games ago, uh, he's then just gone, you know, four of ten from downtown these last two games. So you'll take 40%. Love that. But more importantly, he is uh, firing up Benny Simmons. I love that. So it'd be nice to see Simo on the Australian Player Watch during the playoffs, wouldn't it? But the cool thing is we also have uh, all the still active Aussies are still all in the playoffs or at least the play-in. So apart from Josh Giddy, obviously, who was out with his hip, uh, everybody else is still going. So Aussie Matty T, unfortunately, can't play in Toronto, but over the weekend he played against Indy. He had two points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals on two shots. He went one of two. He did go 0 of one from downtown. And then over Detroit today, seven points, three rebounds, an assist, two blocks, and a steal, three or four shooting from the floor. It's one or two from downtown. And uh, just a reminder, Aussie Matty T led all guards in blocks for the season. And uh, of all guards... With steals, he ended up with 115 steals in about four to 600 less minutes from everybody above him in the top six. That's a substantial amount of fucking time. So he's an absolute defensive menace. I love him, but the only shot he wants to let in should be the one that's in his arm. Josh Green! Who's Josh Green? And that win over Portland on the weekend, 16 minutes, one point on one free throw that he made of two. Four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And the win over San Antonio today. He had seven points, three rebounds, two assists against his mate, Jock Landau. Three of five shooting, one of three from downtown, too. Might see a little bit more of him with uh, Luca out. And then rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau, and that big loss to uh, Golden State. So he came back from his uh, foot sprain, 
He had six points. That's good. He shot one of ten. That's uh, not as good. <laughs> one of six from downtown. Jock. Ah, you hate to say it. But look, he just got the shots up. Three or four from the free throw line. He did have 11 rebounds, which tied his career high. And he had two assists. And then the loss to Dallas today. He only got out there for five minutes. Uh, one on one shooting for two points. And there you go. That's the Australian player watch so far. And look, Josh Giddy, we've already sort of covered up his uh, the rest of his season. But I mean, he finished, what, 12 and a half points a game, which is bloody good. And shot 41.9% from the floor, which is not bloody bad. 71% from the free throw line. 7.8 rebounds a game, 6.4 assists. He was the fourth rookie in NBA history to average 12-plus points, 7-plus rebounds, and 6-plus assists. And uh, only player under 20 to ever average those numbers for an entire season. So Josh Giddy did it right. And Jingles, look, he had an up-and-down season. Uh, but we'll talk about, you know, his season in a, uh article, I think. We've got one coming out, so we'll see how we go. Righto. Let's do an Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Wrap it up. Got a couple here. Uh, so before we do all the awards and everything tomorrow, this is just a quick, uh, almost a little bit of a primer. Uh, but Kevin Durant basically had his. Best season since 2013-14. Statistically, averaged 30 points. This is why the uh, Outback Takeouts was, if he had have kept playing and didn't get hurt, he would have won MVP. He averaged 30 points a game. He obviously didn't play quite enough to uh, be in the scoring title race, though. Same as LeBron. Uh, 30.1 points, 7.4 rebounds, 6.2 assists in 54. He shot 52% from the floor, 39% from three. <laughs> and did it all, right? Unbelievable. The craziest part was, I think they were 36-19 and 19 with KD, 8-19 and 19 without him. So, absolute scenes there in Brooklyn with KD. A couple of other good ones. Trey Young became the first player in 49 years to lead the NBA in both total points and assists. It's also that weird one. It's like, we do have... Uh, we mentioned the award, well, the scoring title, the assist champion. And the reason that, you know, we average it out Oh, yeah, cool. He's got dinged up. He missed a couple of games there, but we shouldn't penalize him. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Total points and assist, Trey Young. He topped it. And uh, Joel Embiid, NBA scoring champion. First center to average 30-plus points a game since 1982 when Moses did it. First center since Shaq to win the scoring title in, what, 2000? He has got the most 40 to, and 10 games in a season in NBA history with 13. He's, the, he's got the most now. He was tied at 12. Now he's got the most. Uh, and as mentioned at the top, first center with 30 points a game under 40 minutes a game. Meanwhile, he's out there getting double and triple team because no one on his team could hit a fucking shot. Loved it. And then, of course, Giannis just became the first player in NBA history to average 25, 10, and 5 for four straight seasons. That is incredible. And, of course, the Joker. The first player in NBA history before we went into the weekend to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season. He did it more efficiently than anybody. Absolutely crazy. We'll talk about all this again a bit tomorrow with the MVP chat, but just want to give uh, Trey, KD, etc., a bit of shine because uh, I think, you know, between Devin Booker, Jama Rant, Tim uh, Duros in there, Bit of Steph, bit of Luke, a bit of KD. It was one of the great seasons for uh, MVP Chatter. And I don't know. Better make a decision by tomorrow, huh? Trey Young can be right in there too. So good times. Right. What about a Pentagon's Game Day Ball Game Day Twitter check-in? Oh, here he goes, Ben Simmons. Changing his Instagram profile picture. That's all I needed. Just a signal to me. That he's on the right track. Uh, also, a little bit of extra good stuff from Dante Exum, who's out there winning El Clasico uh, for his uh, Barcelona team. So that's absolutely unreal. I'm loving some uh, Dante over there in um, out there in Spain. Like he's just had a pretty good time, and I'm excited to see what else. So he played El Clasico. They got the big win, big overtime win. He's having a great time, enjoying that. 
And uh, but yeah, Ben Simmons actually changing his profile photo to him and Patty just puts a fucking smile on your face, doesn't it? What a legend! That's got me inspired. And that's what Patty does. It's the inspiration board. He's going to inspire greatness. Right. Now, we don't really have game previews because there's no games tomorrow. We'll do the previews properly tomorrow. But let's go to inadvertent vein anyway. Game wrapping preview picks. Game wrapping previews and picks, Jimmy. Thanks, inadvertent vein. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? (laughs) It was really good. Family time, the entire time. My folks were down. Hang out with old mate's parents yesterday. The squid had the time of his life playing with one of his cousins. God, it's good. My best mate, Brian, was down. Ah, hanging out with brother Bob. Ah, oh, had a great weekend. Also went to the pub on Friday. Got shit faced. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, oh, it's one of those ones where you're like, you're getting old when it just wipes you for like two days, right? Uh, anyway, let's do it. Let's wrap up the picks for this season. So we went 15. As I mentioned, we went 9 of 15 on today. So 15 of 28 for the weekend. I think we went 4 of 4 on uh, Sunday's four games too, which is pretty sick. Let's just check that. Yes, Clippers, Warriors, Memphis, and Philly. Oh, nailed it. 4 of 4. I uh, had a bit of a rough one on Saturday, but still, um, that left us with 15 of 28 to end off the season. Last few wins of the weekend. So there's 1,230 total games in an NBA season. You might remember I missed a day when I was sick. Um, big day of games as well. So that's why we're at 12-19 for the, rest, for the entire season. Uh, of the 1,219 games this year, we correctly pick 695. Oh! That is bloody good. I'm just saying 695 correct picks. Of 1,219. Yeah, boy. It's pretty bloody good. So, with that in mind, how about Jimmy's best bets for the season? Long ones. How did you go with that? Uh, So, scoring title, Brad Beal. I mean, he got injured. Wasn't right there either. Uh, Didn't put it the other ones, but that was one of my best ones. The unders hit Detroit and Houston. The overs both did not. Utah and New York. Uh, the MVP ones that we had, Rookie of the Year, Jalen Green, Most Improved, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. That's still looking good. Six Man, Tyler Hero. Hope you jumped on with me there, eleven to one. Uh, MVP, I had Luca at five fifty or LeBron at fifteen to one, and neither of those quite got there. Either one. So first blush looks for the playing games Wednesday. We got Cleveland and Brooklyn. Brooklyn are eight and a half point favorites at the moment. I probably lean Brooklyn at the moment. So yeah, we go and make a final decision tomorrow. Clippers, two and a half point underdogs in Minnesota. I'd probably go with the Clippers there. Uh, and Thursday, Atlanta hosting Charlotte. They're favored by four and a half. I'd probably land with Atlanta. And Spurs Pelicans. This is great. A, a win or go home game. Spurs Pels. Do you trust the Spurs? They're five and a half point underdogs. I'd probably take the five and a half and go with the Spurs. Pelicans don't really scare me, but... Uh, Spurs, just a lot of uh, weird long dudes. Just don't know if they'd score enough, but they'd make it interesting, I think. So but there you go. We'll have uh, an actual preview on pick for each of those properly on tomorrow's show. But there you go. The regular season is done. And now it's time for the playoffs. After the play-in. Exciting times. All right, so we will be back tomorrow. And what we're going to do, we're going to do a uh, breakdown on each team's season. We'll give away the NBA Australia Awards. And uh, we'll have a look at some of the as mentioned, the play-in preview games and some of the playoff series as well, and just have a little bit more of an in-depth look in some of those before we do our big preview later in the week. So that'd be good. Uh, awesome. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs, roll over the socials, check out NFL Australia, World Wrestling Australia, that's over on YouTube with Adam. Uh, check out FWCIE on Twitter for him as well. NBAstraya.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on! Stop screwing around. Rate and review it, would ya? Thanks, Matt. I don't have Andrew Bogut's money. I have no marketing. <laughs> Help a brother out. Uh, what else we got? Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code Straya. Off you go. And, uh, yeah, make sure you buy some merch. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats and Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinator. Goldmines. Ramshackle Army. Iowa. Sex Jedi. Green, Green, Green. And Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show, so smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, have you listening to tunes, follow your bands, whatever. Do that. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. 
Right, we'll close out with a really, really quick deli review today. And this has been fun as shit. So there's the end of the regular season. It's been a fun ride. So NBA Australia gets a little bit more, uh, you know, focused on specific games now because there's not that much going on. No more, you know, 12-game days. And this is where it gets real fun. So exciting times ahead. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hazard! How the fuck are you? It's your mate Dell over here just swinging by from the usual pop culture review and shit, eh? And I gotta tell you, it's been an absolutely fucking mental couple of weeks and shit, you know, just hanging out. Got the missus, got the squid, now it's getting the end of summer and shit like that, United. We're still doing it right and shit, you know, but look, you know, getting into the swing of things, I just like being back in Australia, it's very fun. But that's what this week's, uh, you know, actual uh, pop culture review is about because I got to do two different pop culture things on the weekend and it wasn't watching telly or even watching a movie. It was going to shit. You know how you used to go to shit all the time? I fucking love going to shit. Take the squid, he has a good time. Fucking nerd, sweet. Take the missus, off we go. And on the weekend, so I went and saw Crowded House. You know that band? That band, Crowded House? Saw them. That was fucking sick. Just a bunch of oldies singing along. Everywhere you go, always say the weather with you. Everywhere you go. And so on and so forth. Fucking just, it was awesome. You know, a bit of, a few tins under your belt. You have a sing along to old Neil, old mate Neil Finn. That's sick as, isn't it? Yeah, fucking loved it. So was sick. Uh, left a squid at home though. It was a bit, you know, he's a bit young for that, isn't he? So, you know, me and the missa got on the tunes, bang, off you went. And then the other one was, of course, hanging out with my best mate Daniel Ricardo down the fucking oh, floor. God, free me, 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 me. I had the best fucking time. I went there, hung out in the paddock. I'm like, oh fuck, I know all these cunts from my drive to survive and shit, eh? Oh, there's Valtteri Bottas. Just, oh, he's a bit of a fucking... Yeah, he's a bit, bit on the nose, that bike, in the air. And then you're, like, walking around with Danny. He's like, oh, Danny, what's going on, man? I'm like, oh, fucking Danny Ricardo, what's going on, again? You know, just throwing back to my days, fanging around Maribel with my best mate Plugger and his lowered fucking v- VK Commodore Utes. Fucking sick, man. I'm like, hey, Danny, just let me take it out for a spin. He's like, nah, Dally, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to let you do that, but that'd be funny as, wouldn't it? Just imagine me, fucking, rah, 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 all the way around Rubber Park. Anyway, the fucking Ferraris won and shit, though. It's fucking sick, but I got shit-faced and had a great time. So, out there in the sun, had a fucking time of my life. So, look, I'll give Crowded House about a 24 out of 10 Dally ones and the Grand Prix, like, about 72, because I got fucking 10 and had a great time. So... There you go. Two great pop culture events all the weekend. Loved them both. There you go. That's all I've got time for this week. So uh, hopefully Josh Giddy will be back next week to take over from me again. But, you know, the NBL finals coming up and shit. So, yeah, be a bit busy. Eh? All right. Until then. Later, fuckers. Dally out.